It's so small, though. Look at it. It's half the size of you guys. Genetics, man. gaming podcast we, we cannot start right now i have to be able to can you like, hear me now relax. it's compressed no this is great you know what guys this is perfect because we're being cooperative and helping brandon uh figure out what's wrong with his uh, waveform so as you all can hear our uh, guest for today is returning friend chris today's topic is about cooperation or more precisely co-op games and we've cobbled together a group of players to be a part of this today Chris, four, four uh, players players that's right as many co-op games nowadays are four players thank you left for dead left for dead yep one of the mm-hmm. genre starters so um okay or you know you know since he's our first returning guest short of brandon who actually we fed him and so he stayed um <laughs> should we should we ask chris more questions we no should. please no i'm not prepared neither am i <laughs> uh brandon you got a question for for chris Hey man, what you been playing? Hey Chris, what you playing? Well, actually, we've uh, been playing Satisfactory with uh, one of your own here, Ken. It's been pretty fun, except for the crashes. What is that? Uh, it's a cooperative, well, in multiplayer. Um, it is a factory building game. You know, people call it 3D Factorio. Okay, okay. And Factorio that. is a top-down uh, tile-based logistics factory simulation. Yeah. And people like that. People do enjoy it. Yeah, it's you know that's pretty that's pretty interesting that Brandon and I both had the same reaction. Actually, um, I, I I say that jokingly because I play a game called um, the Car Factory game that I play. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. Production something. Yeah, something. Production line. Production line. Yeah, yeah. I, I own that as well. It is um is it's still stripped fun in, in that same sense. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. stripped down, but it's still fun in that in that sense you know of uh, just cookie clicker kind of automation and building bigger and bigger and scaling up and I completely understand, you know, you guys playing these types of games because I, for work, I play with this one. It's, it's, um, it's great. There's a, there's a bunch of different screens that I can click between and there's, there's these, um, walled, uh, uh, cells in each one and I can input information into them and I get different results from that. And, uh, Oh, oh Excel. Great. He's talking about Excel. I'm talking about Excel. Actually, actually <laughs> mine's a knockoff. It's, it's Google sheets really. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's a fun game. No, it's not. It's not fun at all. I don't understand these types of games. That's, that's my, my problem. I guess that's my unpopular opinion. Yeah. Funny enough, there have been lots of games coded in Excel. I just, you know, throw that out yeah. there. Yeah, I was going to point that out as well. So uh, just you, for the listeners, yes, it is a little bit like work. You know, there's it's satisfactory and uh, factory both have that problem where you're like, oh, crap, we got to go do this other thing over there so we can get this stuff done here. It's a giant dependency tree, right? And um, having other people's helps because you can, you know, you can divvy up workload, you know, just like a real work environment. But uh, uh, fa- uh, Factorio still remains one of the highest uh, positive reviewed to negative rate reviewed games in on the history of Steam. Well, that's good because you know Steam reviews count. They do. Well, sometimes they do. It's uh, it's a lot of more. I think uh, that type of game appeals to a very specific type of player. 
mm-hmm. you know, your your uh, your average Xbox Halo player probably is not interested in Factorio or some similar games. So the people that are interested in that game really like that game. If you're not interested in that game, you should probably just avoid that game. You know, if, oh, if you I, like I your games it. to be fun, stay away from this game. <laughs> that's, that's but if not, you want to not get paid and do work. Fun is relative. Exactly. Exactly. Fun is very relative. So, uh, well, you know what? Let's get into the news real quick and then we can get into uh, the, the the subject. And, and granted, there's not a lot going on in news per se uh this week uh i think the biggest thing was e3 ended up i think we talked about that in the last episode um and a, not a lot of new information's come out but uh there has been some stuff um we talked a little bit about it in our discord channel uh ken and i um in regards to a company called g2a which is a reseller of uh, uh keys for for video games and what keys are they basically they give you a serial number that you put into your favorite game game launcher the launch craft uh sorry the lunch crew gaming launcher whatever whatever we were going to call that you know what honestly i have to go back and listen to that episode again yeah uh but yeah and it allows you to to buy games and and has come under scrutiny for um reselling quote unquote stolen keys or keys from different uh uh, areas where it's cheaper in one one country than to resell it in another country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they have been accused of of uh, less than uh, what's the best way of saying it, guys? Ethical, reputable. Yes, both of those words of work uh, activities when it comes to the keys. Now, with that said, there are two sides of looking at this. Ken brought up some great points the other night. By other night, I mean yesterday, in regards to um, uh, the idea of, hey, if I no longer play this game and I want to pass it off to someone else, I should be able to. Like, uh, like, uh, say, a PlayStation game or an Xbox game, I can go and sell to GameStop and they can sell it to somebody else, usually at a massive markup from the $3 they gave me for it. But so there is that idea. But then it talks, you know, the whole thing, th- th- that's a whole episode in and of itself talking about software and ownership and whatnot. But so anyway, GTA has been accused of being unethical. GTA. Using G- GTA. GTA. Grand Theft Auto has been accused of being unethical, which is a whole, we talked about that. But G2A, yeah, GTWOA, uh, you know, has been accused of being unethical. And um, in the middle of this most recent firestorm, which there's been, you know, depending on where you stand, it could be a true inferno or a tempest in a teacup. They were uh, outed on Twitter trying to bribe an indie journalist um, by saying, hey, you know, we've written this truly unbiased article that we would like you to publish on your website with absolutely no attribution to us whatsoever. Uh, and just we wrote it here. We'd like you to, to publish it and make it seem like it's coming from you and not us. And of course, that caused a big brouhaha. Very interesting. Um, and of course, their their defense to it was, "Oh man, that was just some guy in the office. We he sent it to like nine different places. We're we're totally gonna slap him on the wrist." You know the 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 rogue intern defense, which, if true, is you know unfortunate, but it really doesn't have a good look, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Um, I'm just going to say I've used G2A in the past, um, when their prices were the best, um, and I could get something for super, super cheap. I'd never had a problem with them. The fact that they do or are accused of reselling stolen keys and stuff like that, I can completely understand because some of those deals I should not have gotten. 
Um, and it was it was truly a steal. But literally, you know, huh? Exactly. Um, but I like I said, I never had a problem with them. They've always worked. Um, I don't use them now because, like I said, their prices aren't aren't um, any better than if I get it locally or if I get it through Steam, whatever, whatever launcher has it. So I, I think, well, <laughs> no comment. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that their business model is kind of shit. I think that, um, you know, if they are in fact selling, 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 selling keys, then they should be uh, punished for it. And, you know, they should be you know, taken out behind the shed and shot if the, if they're, if they're doing unethical things. Well, so my thought on this is more that uh, my understanding, having not actually used GTA, but I've looked at it a little bit, is they're they're more functioning as a third party broker. They're the eBay for software keys, something like that. Yeah. So it's you get in that thing of it's GTA is tr- by their traditional model is not necessarily doing anything unethical more than eBay is allowing someone to sell something that is not as it represents. So the problem, of course, comes into how much do you want that brokerage to police the people that are on the site? And this is a huge topic because it goes into Facebook. If you we, if we want to like just delve into that, which maybe we will, maybe we're not. It's not, they're not very gaming centric, so we'll probably skip it. it but if knows. we talk about Facebook, I need to get the uh, the frothy mouth going. But anyway. Oh, right. Um, you know, the, the, the set, the, their base business model eh, whatever, give, you know, take it or leave it. I, I choose to leave it because of things, uh, not so much stolen keys, but there was a big thing a while back where, um, so a bunch of gamers like streamers and stuff like that, tastemakers would apply to like indie developers for, Hey, give me a free key. I'll evaluate your game. And it turned out a lot of those companies were not, or a lot of those tastemaker gamers, companies, whatever, were not legit. And they were just taking that key and this turning around and reselling it. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess the kind of the base point is I, I don't know it's it's GTA give it or take it you know they're they're not a U.S. company they're based in a bunch of non-U.S. Uh, legal reaching company uh, uh, countries state havens yeah Netherlands and Poland and China and stuff like that so yeah who knows I think the part that upsets me the most is when it when it affects indie game indie uh, developers you know basically that that to me feels like. Uh, a little bit of a, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I, for some reason, I have no problem. You know, EA, pff, fine. They get lots of money, but you know, from a two-man studio who make you know little games and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I guess there's a, a double standard in, in, on my hands. So, I mean, that's a big thing. That probably has some very specific psychological title of what that's called. Is where it's okay to steal from a big store, but it's not okay to steal from a mom and pop. Well, I wouldn't. Anyway. I, 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 I would have. I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay, kids. No, 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 no. If you no, listen no, to this, no, don't go out and start stealing from Walmart just because I and say Ken said you could do that because no, it's okay. A, you know, no, right. I, my issue is more the issue of I feel EA screws us. So, you know, it's kind of nice to watch the 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 big bully get taken down a little bit. But again, that's that's my opinion. So. Chris, do you have any any thoughts yeah, you want to? I think we that? interrupted him like three times. So, <laughs> no, it's it's okay. I, okay, I've, so uh, Cuphead. I've, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've used G two A as well, um, and now I'm having trouble saying it. And that everybody else has screwed it up at least once. Um, but it, it was primarily, you know, one of those situations where a uh, game was on sale at one time, and you kind of somebody snatched up a bunch of keys and were selling it for 
whatever the sale price was, you know, and it's no longer on sale now. So that was always uh, useful, I think. Um, and I felt justified, I guess, getting keys from them because every time it's been legit, never had a problem with it. So I, I also abhor what they've done recently. And, and if they're, you know, really doing things uh, unethically, then pisses me off, probably won't use them uh, again. But, uh, uh, you know, other than that, I've, I haven't had a bad experience with them. Right. And I think as consumers, we wouldn't necessarily have a bad experience with them. Well, well, that's not necessarily true. Um, yeah, what, why, I mean, why are they selling guys, keys like that in the first place? You know, well, if, if, you know, they're getting them somehow. But one of the guys um, that was in the racing league had an issue with his P cars, did he? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that yeah. from G2A, though? It was. It was. See, so, so what, what was the least, issue? Uh, his key got um, taken back. <laughs> He got yoinked and they said it was invalid. Uh, and he got, he eventually got refunded, I believe, if I remember correctly. It took a week or two, but yeah. So in the end, he, he ended up getting his copy of, of P cars, but, um, it did take, it did take a while. The next thing, the next thing of note is the fantastically difficult side scrolling game Cuphead is coming to Netflix as an animated series. Cuphead is a throwback to the, the 30s style animation, the Walt, the early Walt Disney, um, you know, the, the, the true Merry Melodies style uh, with a soundtrack to die for. And uh, I honestly think if you guys get the chance, go to YouTube and uh, look up Cuphead uh, as some of the music and just realize this is a true retro game and it is incredibly hard. Yeah, I heard it is very difficult, but it's it's big claim to fame, like you said, is it is all hand drawn animation that they've, you know, put in the game and stuff. So the the just the artistic style was amazing. And when I saw that, because I didn't know about that, so you know, I I saw that on the uh the the, the script for today, I was just like, ooh, that makes me happy. I'm actually really happy. It's one of those games that I played for four hours and I'm like, I'm never gonna play this again, but I'm really glad I bought it. Because I want to support games like this. This is absolute art. It, you know, it, it really is a beautiful game. And the music, like I said, just just the whole design of it is is obviously done with care. So I'm glad my money went to supporting uh, developers that make games like this. So have you guys played it? I have not. I have not either. I, I really want to, though, actually. Um, I was watched some videos and, you know, researched it a little bit. So I was really proud, you know, just like Ken with the uh, the the production of it, the production value they did and, uh, and the music and everything, but uh, it's not really my style of game. So it was kind of hard to justify a purchase just for that, but I think it's still worth it. Yeah. It, it well, at the very least now that it's coming to Netflix, uh, we'll have some, hopefully it'll continue on and it won't be, you know, animated on the twos and janky and stuff like that. So, okay. So uh, let's see here. Now we've talked before about uh, Sony and Microsoft uh, teaming up for their cloud-based uh, uh, delivery system. Well, Nintendo is thinking about entering the cloud-based uh, gaming and it's really kind of interesting. Nintendo likes to walk somewhere to the side of the mainstream, uh, like Sony and, and Microsoft. And then they're like, you know what? You guys do you, we're going to do our own thing. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And in the case of this, it's going to be very interesting. Here's a quote from Nintendo president Shantaro Furukawa. I hope I said that correctly or somewhere near correctly. Uh, he says, uh, while we don't expect all games to become cloud games anytime soon, the technology are technologies are definitely advancing. We see a future where cloud and streaming technologies will develop more and more as a means of delivering games to consumers. We must keep up with such changes in the environment. That being said, 
If these changes increase the worldwide gaming population, that will just give us more opportunities with our integrated hardware and software development approach to reach people worldwide with the unique entertainment that Nintendo can provide. Now, that's a very interesting statement, uh, considering what they've done with Dr. Mario. Now, Dr. Mario is not something I put on the script, so I'm kind of going off script here a little bit about this. I just read about it. I know. I just read about this. For shame. Dr. Mario came out for Android, I think, and iOS. And it is the standard phone game where Tetris kind of game, right? Tetris, yeah, yeah, Tetris, Tetris the Tetris game with uh, with a uh, uh, Dr. Mario skin. And the the thing is, is that it it is um, annoyware. It basically says, okay, here's ads, here's this, buy this, buy that, do this, buy that, do this, and it takes five dollars to play the game quietly without being annoyed or nagged, nagware, I guess you could call it, uh, for an hour. Probably the oh, most wow. Yeah, probably the most egregious money grab from a company that has normally been very reluctant to do such things historically. So it's very interesting that they 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 jumped in feet first with uh, Doctor Mario this way, um, and then have a a statement about cloud gaming that basically has this altruistic. Everybody needs to play our games. Yeah, I'm no, no. really curious. Is that is that official Nintendo then, or was that like? Uh, well, that's know, a really uh, great question. Third contracted out or something. something. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that they wouldn't sign off on something like that. You know, as a finished product. Yeah, but isn't Nintendo one of those organizations that are really tight about their IP? Like, if you make something that is Mario or Zelda or whatever, it has to. Go that's what through. I would assume. Uh, yeah, it is made by Nintendo Company Ltd. Yeah, uh, it, I, it, from what I'm reading, though, it's not a it's not a complete change in their you know trajectory here. They've been apparently they've been doing similar things for a while, monetization and whatnot, in their mobile games at least. Well, I've posted the link into our Lunchbox Discord channel for everyone to take a look at. Feel free to join us there. Uh, more information at the break about that, and it'll also be in our show notes as uh as of right now so okay what do you think about that guys it's really weird for nintendo which used to be the, the <sighs> company that that doesn't do this stuff to suddenly start doing they this were stuff. the chosen one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that hurts in so many ways yeah uh no I, I i would agree i've not usually been a big fan of nintendo in the fact that i don't own nintendo entertainment systems and stuff like that but that's just you know PC master race thing versus anything else. Um, but I did respect them for uh, that kind of stuff is that, you know, they, they were more about, uh, you know, family friendly fun and uh, them trying to like nickel and dime people just eh, yeah, not a fan. Yeah. Me, me either. But at the same time, I guess you kind of, I can kind of see they, they've opened up the switch to being a more um, everybody friendly uh, platform allowing more m-rated games on it or any m-rated game they, on it. yeah they they will they don't censor anymore oh, wow. which is really which is really interesting well not that they don't censor it i mean you can't you go full frontal but right well the, they gate the, they gatekeepered stuff on their product right yeah the games that they that they that they allow now are are definitely not um this isn't your father's <laughs> we no 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 well <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly do play with the Wii a lot. Um, oh my! I mean, seriously, if you if you look at the their their uh, indie store, there is um, some some pinball games that you're like, why is this a pinball game? <laughs> and how is pinball even remotely associated with this? All right, guys, uh, 
we go into the intermission, uh, name one game you've been playing in the past couple of weeks. I usually post what I'm playing for the weekend, um, but during the week um, lately, I was going to do a weekend post for this, but it, I just put too many freaking hours into the game. It was uh, The Witcher 3 uh, because I got it on the Steam sale and it was like six bucks. The game is phenomenal. Isn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was like, I was like, this is Fallout in freaking ancient times. This is amazing. I am, I am so enjoying the game. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed that. It's a great game. That's And that bodes well for Cyberpunk 2099. Oh, yeah. Same company. Yep. Yeah. I uh, Incidentally, that same company, CD Projekt Red, also owns uh, good old games. GOG. Good old games. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I've been playing, uh, went back to a little bit of RimWorld, um, oh, nice. which is kind of a classic yeah, for me. That's a good one. Um, but on the whole, I guess on the whole co-op uh, uh genre here they've actually got a multiplayer mod out there for it and uh supposed to be pretty interesting i I tried it once and couldn't quite get it to work but we were also conflating the issue with several other mods so i may go back to basics and try to get the multiplayer working um, because that's a it's a lot of fun are you all on the same screen what how does it work uh well i think you can actually be in different areas uh, because the game now has the whole world Uh, it has the whole world section with you can have multiple camps going at once. I think there's a, a, a built-in limit of five by default, um, but you can have five basic settlements, I guess, going uh, at the same time. So I'm assuming it, the multiplayer allows you to go between the two. You know, how does it handle speed, pausing and whatnot? I, I, I'm I'm assuming that's like host controlled, like other games, um, where they actually just take whatever the host is doing and that, you know, they control time and that's really it. Uh, but it may be, I don't know, it might be mutual where each person can pause and it pauses for everybody uh, or slows down for everybody. Ooh, that'll be interesting. I'm assuming it has to be synchronous, you know? Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. All right. That's awesome. And uh, me, I've been playing let's go Pikachu on my switch. Okay. Oh, Hey, Brandon, before we go into intermission, you got anything you want to say? Can you, can you name one Nintendo franchise that you like? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Have we talked about the Crypt of the Necro Dancer game in the podcast? Oh, we have um, mentioned it? Yes. Yes, we have mentioned it. Yes. I, I've already beaten it. It's great. It's fantastic. The, it's, it's what nice. version of it have you played? What version? Right. Very good. No. What flavor of Crypt of the Necro Dancer is it? You see, I'm trying to lead you to something here. For Marital Bliss. Well, the the Zelda version of Crypt of the Necrodancer is really good. Um, beating it, it, it only took it only took me like six hours to actually beat. That's what actually inspired the whole weekend thing because I was bored and I was like, oh, I need a new game for the weekend. So, so the beautiful thing is, is that I remember talking about this multiple times, and you going, you know, it's really not my thing. I'll probably play it for fifteen minutes, and then I literally cheered when I read when you said you played it all the way through. I was like, yes. So that's awesome. I mean, it's it's, it's a hard game and. I played it through with Link. I could go back and play it again with Zelda, but I won't. Hey everyone, Ken here. Just a quick note that you can find our website at lunchcrewproductions.com. There you can find our social media, Discord, show notes, and of course, subscribe to our shows. Thanks for listening and hope you enjoy. Today's topic is co-op gaming, and like we said earlier, we brought in our our co-op buddy, Chris, to talk about it. So, Chris, do me a favor. Explain what is co-op gaming. I'm glad you asked there. Uh, It's um, Stop stalling. It's a style of gameplay 
where you need other players to help you advance in the game. Um, you basically, you know, have to make friends, I guess. Uh, it's tough. Well, how does that different than say a standard death match with teams? Oh, well, you're not trying to kill each other. Uh, you know, to well, put it well, plainly. Okay. Well, <laughs> team deathmatch means that you don't really want to kill your own team, right? So, so what's the difference? What is a co-op game? Uh, what what is the point of a co-op game versus what is the point of a deathmatch game? Oh, uh, man, I don't know. That's a deep question. I, I'm kind of lost. That's this is the easy mode, man. I got a lot of philosophy to come up with after this because uh, I've got something to rebut your idea that you have to work together to get to the end. But go ahead, just just oh, go ahead you have to work possible. together to get to the end. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's, that's the what's difference. different. That's what's it. So yeah. when we're playing a, a capture the flag standard deathmatch match, um, you know we're not working together to get. To, well, actually, uh, have you played on any you know, public server lately? Yeah, <laughs> forty three <laughs> snipers and two uh, support guys. Yeah, good call. Yeah, CTF face shout out. So um, yeah, okay. So so uh, do you guys do you guys agree with with Chris about that? That that's uh. I would, that's the main principle, but it, I would probably add that uh, it, you're not playing against another person. You're, you're another playing human. against, yeah, you're, yeah, that's what I mean. You're, you're playing against the computer or a pre environment, you know, a pre pre made scenario or something like that. So earlier tonight, we talked about, or today, whatever time it is for you, but we talked about Left 4 Dead being the premier co-op game uh, in yet, the modern era. Yeah. In the, in the modern era. And yet, that's a good point. And yet, in Left 4 Dead, you're two teams of four playing against each other. Well, that is the versus mode. The traditional gameplay mode of Left 4 Dead is strictly co-op. Yep. Play against co-op. the AI horde. Yep. Yep. Good call. Very good or call. Or the I director, I guess that. it was called. Yes. Well, that was the director was in two. Um, I don't like two. For... Director was in one as well. It just was, was it. Yes, it was, it was just garbage. It was it was not as much tweaked as in two. They said I always wanted to be the director, but <laughs> time to toss in hordes. Well, is is the it's strictly the players are working together to complete the objective or scenario, and there's no human adversaries. I have one game. That is a co-op game that will totally throw what you just said out the window. Oh, Magicka. Ah, Ma- Magic is one of those games I always wanted to play, but could never get the momentum of people to play at the same time. Um, I played a little bit of that not too long ago. Yes, Magicka is a game much like uh, the coin-op game Gauntlet, but you play one of four Magic users, and you can very much kill your your. Right, your coworkers uh, on that. It's a, it it is a sl- split between what I would like to call a co-op game and a screw your buddy game, which you would think in our group would be extraordinarily popular, but for some reason, no, it's not, <laughs> or it wasn't when it came out. Uh, but yeah, you can go through the whole game working very hard to uh, kill the hordes or grew your friends with it, and uh, it's- yeah. So, I mean, so for Magica, I would personally call that a co-op game that has friendly fire enabled and is very sandboxy in capability. So like the principle of the game is, uh, this is a quick summary for listeners if you've never heard of it. Um, You're a magic user and you have some options of like, I'm going to use, you know, electricity. But if you combine electricity with water, or probably a bad example, um, I don't know, fire, whatever, um, a different element, 
either you can do that to a limited degree, or I believe in the multiplayer, another person can do that. But at the same time, there's nothing to keep that player from turning to you and just fireballing you because he's he or she is bored or targeted poorly or whatever. Or so, both. Or both. Yeah. Or, has, or, or just toxicated. don't know how to play the game. Well, yeah. And Magic is not, it's not a trivially easy game to learn how to play because there's some funky controls, at least from what I remember. Yes. I remember so, that too. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to take basically the idea of co- a co-op game allows you the opportunity to work, get work together uh, to achieve the, the goals of the level or the world that okay. you're in. I like that's that. That's fair I, because you don't, it allows you, right? You don't necessarily have to work together in a co-op game, but that's kind of the, the nature of most of them. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The, the key word you add there was opportunity. Yes, you can, because I you remember not do it if you want. I remember playing uh, uh, Doom uh, way back when, mm-hmm. uh, in which case you could uh, you could run with your your fellow space marines, or you could just you know drop a rocket when they're not looking at you, or when you tell them it's clear and they cross in front of you and you shoot them in the head. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I bet it would. I, I thought it would. Are you, are you trying to say that you guys did that together? Uh, uh, I believe we have a video linked in one of our earlier uh, podcasts. You know. Of- of, oh, uh, I thought it was sp- explicitly with Doom, not uh, oh, Airsoft. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, Sorry. It was definitely, definitely Airsoft and definitely Jim shooting Brandon. Um, so, you know, actually, you know, and the funny thing is, is that if you go back to the early, early co-op style games, such as, uh, like, say, the original Mario Brothers, not the Super Mario Brothers, but the original Mario Brothers on the um, Nintendo. Atari. Or Atari? Yeah, Atari. Um, you could, you know, hit the big POW POW thing at the right time to flip a Koopa over to get your little green Mario to be killed or your red Mario, depending on if you were playing red or green. And uh, yeah, there, there was always the opportunity of either working together or setting it up. So your your friend and in games like Ice Climber or uh, Bubble Bobble, stuff like that, you could you could work together or if you weren't careful, you would end up setting up your partner. For failure so yeah co-op gaming i think the best way to describe it is like i said to allow you the opportunity to do one or the other yeah any any chance to progress also involves you know somebody hindering the possibility that somebody can hinder that by not cooperating right pinnacle pinnacle of co-op games is portal and portal 2 uh okay i've never played them i didn't think portal 1 was multiplayer was it uh no you're right so it'd be portal 2 no, portal 2 portal 2 yeah. uh is the pen uh, because you would have to work together creating portals for the two of you to, to get through but of course you can also set up fantastic ways of screwing your partner this portal goes to a lava pit no oh, have fun no 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 See the you. portals as set up go right where you want them but as your partner starts to jump through you can change it into that that lava pit or have change it so it you can crush them where you step off a button and crush them yeah so you know that's their their <laughs> co-op games are pretty pretty intense uh depends depends on the game i i don't do a lot of co-op gaming only because um in our group in particular we change games far too often for me for me to pick up co-op games so i don't know i'm i'm a single player i don't know there's a lot of co-op games that are kind of for a lot of other people, more of a versus game, you know, that we we play some of those more cooperatively. I mean, I can think of Rocket League, kind of Ark and Ark and Atlas, and well, Rocket League. Yeah, we're yeah, we're usually Conan. not 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we do play a lot of Rocket League against each other, but that's always very lighthearted. You know, it's not super competitive. So, um, but even some of the other building games, other survival games that, you know, we primarily try to stick amongst our own group because, you know, the, the internet at large um, is full of dark alleys and, and uh, trolls. So the general public are back today. Would you consider, and you brought up Ark and Atlas, which are, are open world uh uh, building games w- would you or survival games would you consider w- i consider them so so up to you guys would you consider those games truly co-op the sandbox building survival games uh asterisks you can if you want you don't have to yeah it's that's what i love about those games is that the style of play is is up to you and the people you play with so yeah um at uh, what is it the uh, arc when when i first played arc i was like oh wow this is really really good um what i didn't like with our group is the 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 level of progression at the time some people had more time to play the game knew more of the systems and it was just like i'm jumping in uh i've got a stick and then i see somebody fly by on a jet pack with a machine gun i'm just like oh okay well we're done with this then (laughs) i didn't like i didn't like the separation yeah because everybody's progressing separately and that's that's a good point because a lot of games that are really strong co-op i guess have really held that you know you, you progress together right so yeah, you can't exactly. really can't really play the scenario without progressing exactly the same as everybody else exactly um but as a as a co-op game if if everyone is working together then it's fantastic and everyone's progressing together it's fantastic if you know everyone's doing their own thing then everyone's doing their own thing and it's not really a co-op game at that point um the same thing with uh what is it the conan one um conan exiles conan exiles yeah we we generally progressed kind of close together but if somebody wasn't on that day and everybody else played that person was left behind (laughs) yeah and uh yeah with the individual level progression things like that or um even when we were playing uh don't starve a lot together uh so i think they're kind of different because i think don't starve is everyone is inherently uh, the same team and the team has technology versus uh, like a Conan or arc or something like that, where you can be on the same team, but each character or player has an individual level and that level dictates what they can do Um, either way. Yeah. It's really easy to get lost when you're like, Hey, we're all working together, but you know, one person's able to play three days straight during the week because of their schedule, their work schedule. That's just like the days they have off or whatever. And then you come back and like, uh, there's all this new stuff. I don't know what the hell's going on. And most of the games are kind of geared towards stepping you through, you know, the system. And you're like, I, I don't know what the hell to do. And you just kind of give up. So Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, how co-op has e- evolved over the years. Oh, can you, you think talk of, about fire truck? Well, all right. What is the first, what is the first thing of co-op gaming that you guys can think of? Uh, the first one that I'm aware of is a, uh, Oh, I don't think it was called fire truck, but it was something like that. No, nope, nope. It is. Uh, Yes, because so, I Googled this earlier for this, was the 1978 arcade game Fire Truck. So the concept is it's a big ladder truck, and the person, it's like two steering wheels, and the person in the front drives the, you know, the front of the, and has the gas pedals, and the person in the back drives the back of the, the thing. That was apparently the first co-op stand-up arcade game that ever existed that Wikipedia and a bunch of other people agree. So that's not the first one I played. Uh, the first one I played, uh, I can't even remember. It probably would have been something on the Atari, uh, the Atari twenty six hundred. No idea. I don't. I don't recall co oping um, before I got PC, before I got into PC gaming. 
Really? No uh, TMT, TMNT or Golden Axe or any of that kind of stuff in their case? Um, well, Double yes, Dragon. But, yeah, yes, Double Dragon. Most of the time in Double Dragon, it was... Dark. Uh, in Double Dragon, it was my brother versus me, so we didn't we didn't we didn't play together. We played against each other. So again, not it's, really co-op. in the in the description of co op we agreed on, yeah. it allows you the chance. Yeah, the opportunity. No, but there was a versus mode. Oh, was <laughs> we it? didn't play okay. the. Oh yeah, it, there was also the story. There was a versus mode, and then there was also a mode where friendly friendly fire was on. Oh. Uh. so you could end up actually punching the grunt out of your your companion. While you're fighting all the thugs, the uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, like like five minutes ago, but not even five minutes, thirty seconds ago. The the one arcade game that I wanted to play that was co-op that I never got around to playing was was in fact Narc. Um, oh yeah, Narc was the, great at the time. It was just a uh, beautiful game for the era, as far as like the graphics and stuff like that. And you know, of course, as a uh, young uh, adolescent, I got great amusement over the fact that like there's this big like. Oh, who like DEA warning and all this other kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, this hey, is hey, violent. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. What about you, Chris? Probably similar. I, I don't remember a whole lot of unique co-op console games, you know, beyond what you guys have already said, you know, kind of the typical stuff, arcade and, and console and whatnot. And I don't know. I mean, my first real memory of of a true, what I consider a true cooperative game where that's, you know, the focus of the game and it's not just another mode. Um probably some of the early strategy games we played, you know, um, where it would actually allow you to play kind of just against AI. Um, and that's still kind of a cheat, right? It's not the main focus of the game, but yeah, like, like a Supcom would... or, um, yeah, yeah. Star- Supcom and, and Warcraft like and Starcraft and all that. I mean, it was, you know, we, my friends at the time would, we would play a lot of those games cooperatively and then we would get bored with that and we would move on to killing each other. So, um, I, it's just kind of the mentality of at some point, the games were so simple, you would get bored of the AI. Um, you'd learned all the AI's tricks and cooperative got boring and you would move on to, you know, playing against each other and developing other interesting strat- strategies. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. So, but that's, I can think of, yeah, I can think of definitely Warcraft um, was probably an early one, but that's once again, it's going into the PC era. Did you know that uh, one of the first Nintendo games was co-op well actually i'm not sure necessarily you call yes duck hunt wow I, that was a, that was a complete guess because that was yeah. the first nintendo <laughs> game i ever played the right, second awesome. controller controlled the duck oh really i didn't yeah know that. i didn't so know that, that either co-op? how's that co-op then? well you could fly it into the the, the shooting you know you oh, work again, together the opportunity okay yeah okay. exactly um you know but yeah so seriously you just make the duck turn basically yeah yeah turn fly up fly down whatever uh using the second controller and i don't think that was common well you guys didn't know and i just found that out not that long ago which brings me to the little sibling style co-op uh which which you know you're gonna uh, have to explain that one okay all right first and foremost you're playing your game and your little sibling little brother little sister they want to play too so what do you do you hand them controller that's right i'm a non-plugged in controller yep 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 and you let them play alongside you say oh you're helping you're helping you're helping well that has you know changed and again like the like the duck from duck hunt you have other games um in the most recent for example i'm playing let's go pikachu on the switch by the way which is a fun game they have something where the second player can become what's called a support trainer and they control a second pokemon while you are battling other people and and while you're trying to capture pokemon you and your support trainer can synchronize and throw two 
pokeballs at the same time that turn into one and you get it's it's a lot of fun it really is a lot of fun a mega pokeball or something well yeah and it ups your chances of keeping the pokemon that you're trying to capture you know it's it's pretty cool and the idea is is in that one that is way more co-op style um but uh you know nintendo had the two player games uh, uh, with the Mario brothers and, you know, now nowadays with super Mario brothers uh, university and stuff like that, where you can have two players on the screen at the same time. And they've got different uh, mechanics allowing both players to play, you know, like say, Oh, I'm about to fall off the side of the, into a big pit. You can bubble up and you, you know, you basically boop, you put into a bubble and you float along until the other player can pop you out of the bubble. So the little sibling style co-op, which I think is one of the first, first things again, way back in the, in the back um, where, you know, the second player isn't as important as the first player, but you can be like AFK or whatever, no, whatever you're doing can only help. Yeah. Um, there's a, what is it? Child of Light, which is a game that I absolutely adore. And we'll talk about any, any time has a two player mode where the second player plays um, a firefly and you just fly around the main character giving them health <laughs> that's all you do um i made my daughter do that while i played through it again on the switch <laughs> that's fantastic and again that that removes the adversarial aspect of some of the things where you you your choice is limited to being more of a support role um you'd have to get a little creative in your ways of screwing your partner but you know that it still could be done you know i need healing no i'm gonna fly around over here chris you've played a lot of co-op games um what is your favorite style of co-op actually give me the styles of co-ops that you can think of and which one of those is your favorite oh well you know it's it's funny you kind of put me up against what brandon said there i mean i i actually don't think i've played a lot of co-op games and i think out of our group of friends i i probably shy away from the majority of of uh what most people consider our you know a standard co-op game since We've played a lot of games that I would consider co-op together. We're looking at, uh, you know, Stationeers, Barrow Trauma, which has a non-co-op mode. Oh, that's, yeah, that is totally um, not co-op, though. I don't know. <laughs> the, the way majority of people play that game, yeah. The opportunity exists, yes. Yeah, you could also just run around and take apart the entire submarine around you. Um uh, what else have you been playing lately? Uh, you the know, other submarine. Well, I mean, in, any of those building games, satisfactory. Yeah, I mean, all, all those like I consider those to be co-op games um, in a sense, but they're not. They're not like the 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 typical co-op like, that like I think Left people think Dead of. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the payday, the Left for Dead, the, the the games where the entire focus is typically having you know people run through a, a scenario. Those are open, you know, simulation building, creative kind of games that you know for me play a lot better with friends and, and in a cooperative style um i just that's probably really my favorite style of, of cooperative game to be honest <laughs> you know uh there's one thing one game we did not talk about uh which most people probably wouldn't think of co-op in and that would be the grand theft auto 5 with the uh the heists and everything along oh, those yeah, lines yeah, yeah. which oh man yeah i thought despite the fact there was only what, like what two and a half when we first started yeah there's Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I really thought I'm gonna say there's like seven now. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that that was enjoyable, especially when each of us would pick roles and, and run with the roles as the driver or as the shooter. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool, very very nifty, very nifty. Oh yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five has actually come a long way, sort of. 
<laughs> I say sort of because it it still looks and plays fantastically. Well, it didn't always play fantastic, but it still looks and plays fantastic. But they have not addressed the main issue that they never addressed at the beginning. Hacking? And that's the hacking. Yeah. Okay. Hacking is still there, still prevalent. Um, hell, the last time I played, which was yesterday, I loaded it up. I'm in my apartment. Some dude shows up in my apartment, kills me, and takes all my stuff. So I was like, well, <laughs> <I'm done> now. <laughs> wow. It still has such a huge following on Twitch as as a role play, uh, you know, base. Really, that's the GTA you know. Five or, or Open Five or something like that. The modded communities, right? Yeah, the Five M Five M. I think is the primary one right now. Yeah, the the modded ones. I, I guess they don't have as big a deal. I'm I'm talking about playing on official servers. Somebody showed up in my apartment, and if you've never played GTA Five, your apartment is your safe zone. You can go into your apartment and no one else can show up unless you invite them. But somebody figured out a way to show up in my apartment and kill me. <laughs> so, but the, the, the modern communities, um, they, they do have a, a huge following and in, in playing together within those, I assume would be a lot of fun. I don't know. I've never modded GTA five because I'm afraid of getting banned <laughs> and losing the millions that I've gathered over the years. Yes. Yes. So you did it the hard way, not the, uh, the way that they had. Yeah. I did. I did it the hard okay, way. Okay. All right. I got to ask you something, Brandon. How did you keep yourself from purchasing the money? Throwing real money for virtual money? Yes. Yes. It's 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 actually really easy to make a significant amount of well, not as well. It's it's easy to keep up with the Joneses if you just uh, put the put the time in. And they have so many freaking promotions. You just have to change the way you play sometimes. Like uh, every couple of weeks, they'll change what missions give you double XP, double money, and right, stuff like that. Right. You just do those. I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But I'm asking you, Brandon, how did you oh, okay. keep yourself from doing that? Nobody said that I haven't purchased shark cards. Oh. I haven't purchased shark cards, okay. by the way. All right. Well, how did you... I did purchase the, um, what is it? The. Uh, whatever upgrade thing that gave you it gave you two million dollars and a bunch of properties i did buy that because it was like 10 bucks on g2a <laughs> all right well you know i think that should be the uh way to bring us to the second intermission uh guys thank you very much wes take us away everybody oh well, you beat me to it i was gonna be ah, oh, hey that's what that's the nature of cooperative play here that was good you, you can you can work together you don't have to and uh since you stole it from me you didn't have to you know you, you screwed me out of saying it so anyway guys um today we did a great job talking about co-op gaming basically uh that just about anything could be co-op but uh, as long as uh we were given the chance to work together to achieve goals and if even if the game is co-op and we aren't working together it's not fun that's that's what i'm walking away with from here so is basically that... it could be co-op but it could not be co-op and it doesn't mean anything right i mean listen don't get me wrong in a co-op game if i run off by myself and pick up something that's great and come back and beat somebody my teammate over the head with it that's hilarity yes but <laughs> i would agree with that but if we're not working together most of the time then it's just not fun. Okay. Co-op needs to be working together most of the time for fun. I agree. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go do that. Okay. That's, so 
that's how space engineers is going to go for us. Somebody yeah, is going to open or not. Somebody's going to accidentally open an airlock. We're all going to get sucked out into space. It's going to be fun. But then, oh, or, or we're going to build some giant uh, mega ship, and then next thing you know, we're just going to sit there and duel or something, right? <laughs> exactly. Duel of the fates. Anywho. So, so what we'll do with today's lightning round is that I have a list of co-op games, and by co-op games, that means games that a certain amount of players can play at the same time. And I'm going to give you the title. You're allowed to ask me the genre, the year, uh, the co-op type, and if it matters, the platform. And you tell me how like many this. players, how many players can play together to achieve, uh, to, uh, to potentially achieve goals. Sound good? Oh, right. Okay. You have the opportunity oh. to achieve goals together. Right. Is this okay. The maximum this is... number or the minimum number? Maximum. Ma- the minimum number okay. is, is, oh, well, the, yeah, maximum number. How many, ma- okay. how many, <laughs> how many but, does uh, it okay. allow? I have to ask. You're not going to have weird stuff like Factorio on here where technically the maximum is like 512, but no one ever plays at that level. I don't know. I haven't vetted this list yet. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Let's go. So we'll go with the Yolo. easy one first. Ready? Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Uh, I honestly don't four. know. I'm is not a division player. A squ- how big is four. the squad? Four? Four. No, eight. Sorry. Yes. Eight is the answer. Okay. Okay. Here's all another right, easy one right. for you. Remember, you can ask me platform, genre, and the year. Yeah. What was the platform uh, Division 2 was available on? No. Uh, PC, Xbox One, PS4. Come on. Go, 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 go. Overkill's The Walking Dead. Four. That's correct. Forza Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I got no idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I know it's a racing game, and it's for Xbox and PC. One. Um, <clears throat> what? One. One is my answer. I don't oh. know if it's right, <laughs> but that's my guess. Um, if I had to guess, I'd guess four. I'm sorry. The answer is six. Oop. But I got to be honest with you. I picked that one before realizing it was a racing. I don't, I'm not so sure we would say that's uh, a co-op game. But Yeah, because... Well, I mean, uh, f- philosophically, how would you co-op in a racing game? Uh, okay, if you have like a rally game, you have a navigator and a driver. If you play by teams, you can definitely play in such a way where your other player can play defensively so the the star can win, just like real racing. Okay, so here's the next one. Farming Simulator 19. Oh, we should know oh, this. And this know is up your, up your alley right there. I think it's, on, 30, I think it's only say, like eight... eight uh, 16 players. No, nah, I'm going to go Eight with 32. Players. Which is funny because the two people that have actually played it are like, no, we disagree. <laughs> I'm going to say 32. 32, that's Ken. Uh, Chris, how many did you say? Uh, eight or 16. I'll I'll go with 16. <laughs> Brandon, are you going to take a wild guess? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even touching this one. All right. Come on. 64. <laughs> no, say 64. No, eight, I'm... please. Okay. Eight? Eight. Really? Wow. Eight. Damn it. Next one. No Man's Sky. Oh, fuck. I want to no Man's Sky is a single player game, isn't it? No, 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 no. It does a well, Borderlands style a... jump in. It released um, as a single player game. Well, that's true. It did. Uh, it is not currently. You can, uh, I want to say four. Wait, I thought it was an MMO. No, it's no. Not. Well, no, no, no. It's, it, it's, it's supposedly it's, persistent. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's four. It is. <laughs> four. Yes. It, Sorry. It's, it's, it's a Borderlands style kind of jump in. Um, I'll say four. Four is correct. Okay, the next one, Arma three. Sixty-four. Is it that uh, low? A hundred. Yeah, I was going to go with one hundred twenty-eight. Okay, in the main campaign is four. However, in downloadable missions, 
up to 255 players. Uh, for the next one, it's going to be PS3 and Xbox 360. Army of Two. Think carefully. Oof, that's a tough mm. one. Oh, man, I don't know. Six is what mm. I want to say. <laughs> I, I, you stumped me. You really stumped me. Is it really only two? It's only two. Yeah, that's right. Three and a third. <laughs> oh, damn. Two it is. All right. Ready for this next one? Baldur's Gate. Oh, oh Baldur's Gate. Four. 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 Six. Six. Oh, oh wait a minute. Six players. Yep. Are you? St- well, oh, there were okay. only four of us, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, the Battlefield series. Depends on which game. Yeah, the early on it was sixty-four player total, so thirty-two aside. Um, I never played the. the is there a campaign to that? Or are you talking about just the multiplayer? You know, the, the, just the multi- multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were right. Sixty-four players. Yeah, I was going to say. No, 64. Uh, well, depending high. on the early uh, one, was thirty-two the, the newer games or not? Yeah, right, right. It Once they on... started doing the more frostbite, destructible environments, the the player counts came down. Uh, no, to like fifty total. No, once they once they port it to the consoles, it went down um, a lot because uh, what is it? Bad Company Two only had uh, thirty-two total. Yeah, PC Master Race, Bubble Bobble Four. I don't know. I'm gonna go with two. I, I, I honestly don't know. Don't I don't know that at all. Yeah, four. Yeah, uh, it was a released in 1986 arcade Nintendo Entertainment System. I don't know what SMS is. C64, the Zenith, something or something, whatever. Yes, two is the answer. Civilization Four Cooperative? Oh, sweet Jesus. You know Civilization uh, Four is not cooperative. It depends on if someone starts <laughs> next to me. Well, okay, I'll say, wait, wait. Gavin uh, is always next to you. Gavin okay, next no. to you. Gavin is I, next to me. It's a single player game. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I'll ask this question. Uh, what was the maximum number you could play in Civil Civ Four? Was it sixteen? Infinity. No, it's no, not no, no, no. If you're uh, using so giant multiplayer robots, well, <laughs> No, nah, it wasn't Infinity then. It was still like sixty four. But but John and multiplayer robot. That we never, we all need to get together and play a game of Civ one day because we never com- played them to completion. Anyway, nope, never um, have. So I would argue, uh, if there was thirty two civilizations in the shipping version of of uh, G, uh, Civ four, uh, I would say it's thirty one players cooperatively because one player is Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> I was thought you know the answer could also be one player's Brandon, but no, uh, no, no, no. only if Gavin starts next to me because I love to hear him rage. (laughs) Is it the accent? Do you love the accent? It's I don't know. No, it's the it's his style. Yes, it's his style of rage. It's just amazing to me. Okay, completely unplayable. I can't even. I can't even do Gavin. (laughs) Dark Souls. Oh no! Uh, I honestly don't know. Never played it. I've never played it, but I've heard uh, Jeff uh, and Patrick uh, rant about it. Well, rant in a good way about it. I'm going to say four. Three. Three. Okay. That's actually a really weird number, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Just like a real marriage, you can only bring. Sorry. I'm Never mind. <laughs> Sorry cut that <laughs> no no that's great that's that's good leave <laughs> leave the uh the Roll feeling of tape. awkwardness stretch <laughs> out that silence a little bit longer so uh icewind dale one and two no idea I, again that's one of those games that i feel i should have played at some point but never did i know i played that and i'm trying to remember if we just were cooperative at all or if we just killed each other but there were four of us so i'm just gonna say four uh, yeah uh, i go with four six it is Payday two, uh, do you, is that players with or without mask? 
four. 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 It four. is. Saints Row four, or the third, or the second one. Isn't that basically G two A G T A? Yeah, it's uh, GTA with dildo cannons um, <laughs> and the dubstep funny. gum, which is really yes, it, more fun thing. than you. So, so how many guys? I, I'm going to go with four. I don't know. The answer is two. Wizard of War. It was from 1981. Arcade. 1981. Atari two 8-bit. player. Atari 2600. Atari 50. Oh. Yes, the answer is two, two player. Oh, so easy. I was going to say Come it was 2600. I was at four actually, but. Because it, it depends whether you can play with the paddles or not. Because the paddles had split out. That knowledge is amazing to me. I Dude. So the reason, <laughs> and I pre-apologize if it's on your list, but it's not a co-op game. But the game Warlords for the 2600, well past my high school years, um, we would do things young adults do and uh, video become games? intoxicated before we were legally able to. Oh, and right. Stu- and such things. Allegedly. And we would watch, you know, MTV's Liquid Television, and we would play Warlords because they had a working twenty six hundred still, and it was just our thing. So the the old Atari paddles, man, that's my jam. Which is why flashbacks, I still yeah. Which is why, yeah. Well, flash, yeah, <laughs> the good kind of flashbacks. Uh, the the bad kind of flashbacks will come back later, and that's why I drink. Um, the uh, <laughs> to keep it lighthearted, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Well, you know anyway, what, guys? I don't know where I, I was going with that. The rest of these games here, you can you just sucked all the joy out of this. The uh, rest of the <laughs> That's games me. I have here. <laughs> Playing some Milsim hard sci uh, co-op games here. You know, this was a fun co-op game. Uh, you versus the list I have. We'll have that list in the notes. Um, guys, you have any final, final, uh, final remarks? You know, what would make a really good co-op game? Um, Kerbal Space Program. That, well, it there's a mod for it, one. but it's not official. We did KSPMP. Yeah, we've done that KS- before. Wait, hold on. You guys did KSP uh, multiplayer. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I'm okay. innocent. You, I, <laughs> yes, you I thought you were part of it. Yes, you did, Ken. You did. No, I and, did not. And I, I, the guy who plays KSP almost religiously. Wait a minute. Didn't Honestly, play KSP multiplayer. I thought you, guys. you were I'm, part of it. No. The no. only time I've ever played it is with what I thought was with you. Well, we didn't I don't even multiplayer, think, though. I, I don't yeah. even think Brandon was playing it with back when we did multiplayer. This I've was, had KSP since it was like... Uh, he's like, pre-Steam, yeah. He's yeah, my gateway well drug to that. Well, me too, <laughs> yeah. but I swear. I don't you, know. You know what I it is? I, guys, I think... Um, I have to go back and look now. I, I think uh, we all uh, would play simultaneously and then watch each other. Uh-uh. No, yeah, because, I remember when we did that because we did yeah. it over Google... Uh, Hangouts or something yeah. 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I remember yeah. when we did that, but you, that was you know what? the most, uh, most multi we've had. I think after we get uh, tired of space engineers in uh, 72 hours remaining, I think, we'll, uh, we should we should fire that up, see if that still works, see if there's still a, like a dark MP or whatever for KSP and, and get that going. That would be nice. I, I will create a new uh, KSP fresh for it. What you should learn is that Kerbal Space Program is an awesome program. And it actually, it really is. All jokes aside, everything aside, it is a fantastic game for young scientists who want to learn a lot about aerodynamics and the space program. And it's young scientists. Uh, it's a great game for anybody. Well, it's a great <laughs> yeah. game for anybody. But if you if you were looking for a game to give to your kids or your nephews or nieces uh, or even neighborhood kids, you're not even sure you like. Give him oh. this. 
And yeah, I got a couple of coworkers hooked on KSP recently. It's pretty um, entertaining to listen to them talk about it at work. Uh, like, considering I, I haven't totally played like it in several years. To, yeah. Yeah. But I got them hooked on it and they are, yeah, it's hilarious. The stock game is very, very difficult, very true to life. And uh, as, oh, as yeah, it is. we were talking about mods, uh, there are mods to make things a little easier. Basically, there's um, mods to make things a lot harder too. And it's, yes. yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it, it really truly is a game that is just, it's, yeah. It's Legos. It's, it, Legos. it's space it's, Legos. Oh, it is the best kind of Legos. Yeah, and there's so much more you can do with it. So again, if you you were ever a person that was remotely interested in space or the Apollo program, yeah, Yeah. we we could do a whole show on KSP. We We could do a whole 10 shows on KSP. We we are currently doing a whole closing on KSP. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our summer, man. Any, any well, other Kirk, final Kirk, remarks? Yeah. We'll, we'll go with you, Chris. What do you do? You have anything to say about co-op? I don't know. It's a lot of fun as long as you're not off in your own corner. Uh, you know, not co-oping. Brandon. Okay, Ken. Uh, I think uh, Brandon and uh, Chris, and uh, you know, you're invited, Patrick. If you want, uh, we're going to be playing some space engineers a little later today. So. Oh, oh, that would be oh very tempting, but I'm going to pass. Uh, I, I, I've learned a very valuable thing about myself, which is this is going to be my closing remark. So before, before I get there, Brandon, do you have anything you do want to add? I was kidding when I jumped over you. Um, actually, I did the KSP thing. So I the KSP that. that's that's your closing remarks. You jonesing on some Jebediah Kerbal. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Jonesing my, on some Jebediah. That's my an awesome thing tagline, is really. jonesing on a Jebediah. That's that's a tattoo I think we should get. Um, that and blood and bacon. So Shit, it is, actually. <laughs> I'm going to get that. My biggest problem is, is that uh, I tend to take co-op games really, really seriously. And, and I tend to put myself into a very... I work myself up. And sometimes it's very difficult for me to uh, remove myself from that. And uh, as I, I love, I truly love playing co-op. Um, but at the same time, I also know that it's not the healthiest thing in the world for me to, to sometimes play, uh, uh, play that. So I can, I can appreciate that because when we were doing some early, the early Atlas stuff and, and survival games, you run through this resource scarcity thing, right? That each new tier of stuff, the resource is very scarce. So you don't want to waste it. Um, uh, yeah, early on in Atlas, I got really high strung with a lot of people because we would go out and do something cooperatively and people were doing whatever. And I was just like, ah, like mentally like trying not to yell at people. Then of course the whole thing evolved, the whole group evolves past that being a scarce resource. And it's, it's just trivial and you have to let go. And it's no, I I can understand that. Yeah, I really can. That's maintenance, you know, cooperative maintenance. It does get kind of. Yeah. Rote and trivial. Well, since we left it on such a high mark there and everyone's still (laughs) up, um, how about uh, we see you the next time? Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, you're a blast to be talking with. Um, thank you for having me. Whenever you want to be back on, just let us know. We'll figure out some bullshit thing to talk about. And <laughs> for the rest of you guys, I will see you next time. Hey, thanks everyone for joining us. Have a good night or day or morning. Hey, thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. <laughs> it really is. Thank you, everyone. Anyone else want to throw in a last word? No, I'm no. good. Zelda. Okay. Last words, you. You.
series. Now, Cuphead itself was a throwback to the old 40s and 30s style. Yeah, the the Tom and Jerry Popeye type animation. More more along the lines of uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's try this again. Uh, Cuphead's a throwback to the All right. <laughs> That's not me, is it? Who is that? Oh, it's me. No, it's Brian. My, uh, my uh, phone is disconnecting and reconnecting for no reason at all. Sweet. It just started doing it. <laughs> I just want to see if it's me that it's causing it. I unplugged it. Oh, okay. Um, well, Cuphead is a throwback to the, the 30s style animation.